Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. We had the duel at the border yesterday. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Joe Biden goes to one part where there's basically nobody coming through because he wanted the sanitized view of what's happening at the border. Uh, Donald Trump, meanwhile, was up in Eagle Pass uh, looking at what has been kind of the epicenter as far as the Texas border is concerned, ground zero of the invasion that's been going on uh, ever since Joe Biden, well, broke the border. So Trump decided he was going to be there. Uh, it was an interesting side-by-side because you got this guy, and, you know, they're they're both roughly the same age. Biden's yeah. a little bit older, but, but roughly the same age. Um, but Joe was just kind of shuffling around, being led around, looked lost a few times. Yes. Like, then Trump's out there, like, fist-bumping the Border Patrol guys (laughs) and, you know, just yucking it up, essentially. We heard Biden go, where's my mark? Where's the the mark? I got to be on my mark. It's, I mean, in some ways, sad. Because that's our president. Oh, yeah. It's, It's the vacant look in his eyes when he's just wandering around. It's almost like there's fear in his eyes because he doesn't really know where he's supposed to be. Yeah, honestly, you could make the case. If you didn't know who this person was and you showed it, it would seem like cruelty. Like he didn't have people close to him, like family members, to help him. That sounds crazy. No, no, no. If you saw the different clips that certainly didn't make it onto legacy media, it is. It looks like a lost, feeble old man. It does. It really, it, honestly, you, that great point, too, because even if I did know it was him, I would look at that and go, ah, why are they making this guy do this? Yeah. Like, it's almost cruel. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we all know what this was about. This is a big issue now. And it's going to be a blame the Republicans, because I want to do something about this problem. I'm Joe right. Biden. I, I care about it, but these people won't help me. I understand my predecessors in Eagle Pass today. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing politics with this issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me, or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. See, I just want to work together. I'll work with anybody. Yeah, what right. A piece of garbage that clip was. <laughs> I heard that. And my eyes rolled in the back of my but, head so hard I heard it. But I don't know who this really works with as far as somebody who may be leaning one way or like just. Uh, not fully committed to Trump, not fully committed to Joe Biden, but somebody kind of in the middle just trying to figure out which which guy they're going to vote for. Mm-hmm. Everybody in America knows who broke the border. Everybody. They do. I think you're right on that one, David. So, so and you I, see it you see it in the polling. Like I I guess I understand why you would try to turn this around on the Republicans and again hat tip to that idiot James Langford, senator in Oklahoma, Republican who uh, helped out the Democrats in crafting this nonsense talking point that they're trying to push out there. Great, great going, dude. Anyway, yeah, let five thousand in a day, but we'll, we'll cap yeah. it there. Yeah, good, good okay. job. Okay, good great going. plan. Yeah, 
Uh, but I, but again, I, I don't I don't think it's going to land. I because you can see this didn't happen under Trump. It is happening under Biden. Everybody knows it. Yes. Oh, they'll say this is broken for years. Oh, yeah. And you know, uh, Trump he talked about deporting people. He didn't deport as many as Obama. So now they've turned that around. Right. That deporting was a good thing when Obama did it. Right. But but then. Joe Biden is not, you know, keeping up with President my boss, as he calls Obama when he forgets. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, If you want, I'll play you part of how NBC played this out this oh, morning God. with Gabe Gutierrez. I mean, there's different parts to it, but it goes like there's this. There's been a significant shift in this race. Former President Trump has always taken a hard line on immigration. Overnight, he once again said migrants were poisoning the U.S., but President Biden is now also tackling the issue. <laughs> this morning, immigration, front and center, uh-huh. in the 2024 campaign after a dramatic split screen in Texas with President Biden and former President Trump visiting the southern border about 300 miles apart. Yes. Current president in Brownsville, Texas, blasting House Republicans Here for torpedoing a bipartisan border security bill at Mr. Trump's urging but also offering this olive branch to the former president. And it was the clip you just had. Where I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. And it goes on from there. It took out the part where he was slobbering through it. Right. But anyway, the report goes on. Our country is being poisoned. We're really being poisoned. And Mm -hmm. pointing to the recent high-profile crimes allegedly committed by migrants, including the murder of Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley, whose funeral is set for today. Joe Biden... We'll never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember. And at least they included that clip. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Happy for that. And then we go back to an old tactic from Legacy Media. And it's not that you don't have a heart for different families that are caught in this situation. What we've said time and time again, and if you watch all of the video that we've been watching over the last three years, it's a lot of single dudes, young dudes who caused most of the problems it's not the families but we're going to play on the sympathy of the viewer and talk about families while mr biden holds a 17-point lead on treating immigrants humanely here at brownsville's bus station we met migrant families heading to chicago and houston Mm -hmm. after they'd waited months in mexico for an initial asylum screening booked through an app on their phones the children were tired the parents were worried. These are people's lives. These are people's mm-hmm. futures that we are basically playing with or using as a pawn. Um, in no way or form should we ever use that uh, for political gain. And then, <laughs> yes. Golly. <laughs> See, I knew you'd love that. As you, as you play politics with people's lives. Yes. Exactly. Okay, cool. Of course. All right. Awesome. And just play on the sympathies Dang. of good people hearted people i mean nbc's gone completely woke oh goodness completely woke oh yeah it's really remarkable they all have i notice it more with them i guess i do with anybody but you're no you're right i mean they all have but gee whiz it's so blatant these days i know i know it's crazy and to me as a you know i'm watching this like okay you have you know this going on that going on whatever are they going to talk about what happened with Hunter Biden yesterday at all? Because at least up until this time, when Hunter pulled that stunt, saying, I'm not going to go, I'm going to do my uh, press conference right out here. They were all over it. Hunter Biden defiant, 
Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so yesterday, and you talked about this yesterday, David, Hunter Biden, you know, had to go. It was, you know, not televised or anything, but he had to answer questions to the House committee. Yes. Okay. It's going to take some time to get into all this. But, I mean, there are some doozies that we're just supposed to believe from Hunter Biden. Yeah. That, okay, so he actually, what was it, texted the wrong number? Yes. From the guy from the Chinese energy company? Yes. Shaking him down for money? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here with my father. Yes. Okay, but his father wasn't in any sort of business dealings. No. No. Even though in the text it says my father's going to be ticked off. Okay, like, where's the money? He just so happened to be fighting his addiction at that time. Right. So he thought his dad was with him? I guess that's what we're supposed to take from it. Yeah, he said he wrote that because he was uh, drunk and probably high. So any crime you commit while drunk is forgiven. That's great. Now they tell me. It's really something, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But what what he said about that, uh, you know, I called upon the wrong guy um, that Barisma wanted me to call my teen daughters. Uh, I never never referred to my dad as the big guy. Everybody else did in you know in my circle, but I didn't. He was never known as that, and I never said he was my chairman. I mean, I know my business partner did, uh, but I didn't. It's all these things that you're like, you got to be joking me. These are obvious lies. Yeah. And I would imagine that's why Legacy Media didn't cover any of that. None of it. But we'll get to more of that a little bit later. You have a hilarious twist of a story here, David? Uh, Yeah, and this is my favorite audio of the week, I think. So Alphabet, that's the company that owns Google and YouTube, among other properties. They, They just gave us one of the funniest clips of the week, or at least they were involved in this. So a bunch of workers, are they, they've formed a union. They're trying to uh, get a contract with the parent company of Google and YouTube. And YouTube Music, uh, most if not all of the employees are based out of Austin, Texas. Or at least that's, that's where the operation, that's where the nerve center is. Uh, so the union was at the city council meeting urging the city council to pass a resolution in support of a bargaining agreement. It's not anything other than the city council saying, we support you, but there's no legal backing uh, or anything else. One of the guys from the union was speaking to the city council, and there's a little mishap. You can see he's wrapping up his comments, and one of his comrades approaches him during his speech. Oh, okay. So to be supported by the city of Austin and also our allies in the labor community, Give us the motivation to keep this fight Not going. Not to interrupt, but they just laid us all off. Oh. Yeah, they, they just laid us all off. We just all, I guess we just all Our got jobs off. are ended today, effective immediately. Wow. Um, I'm sorry your time's expired, but we'll, we'll follow up on this. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Time's up. <laughs> Get on out oh. there. <laughs> hell of a way to find out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know. I know it's. It's probably not funny. I don't, you know, want to uh, right now in this economy. I don't want to laugh at anybody losing their job. But also, if you're in the tech industry, you need to like read the room and realize that these companies are not going to put up with this right now, because there is a major contraction happening within your industry. A lot of people are getting laid off. So you start yapping about 
a strike or bargaining or anything like that. This is going to happen. Holy cow. As you're talking about it. Hold on. I got to hear that one part yeah, again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, they just laid us all off. We just all, I guess we just all Our got Our jobs are ended today. Effective immediately. Wow. Um, I'm sorry your time's expired, <laughs> but we'll, we'll follow up on this. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those things that even if it happens to you at that time, if you have any sense of humor at all, you have to. If you have to laugh, what else are you going to do? Right. That's a sign from the heavens or something. Yeah, it? right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So long. <laughs> Bye. Okay, the First Amendment is America's Achilles heel. Who said that? The answer and much more coming up. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisvo, because every breath matters. Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. So the First Amendment problematic? Uh, yeah, apparently so. University of Michigan law professor and MSNBC legal analyst. Barbara McQuaid is her name, and apparently she is helping to shape and craft the minds of future lawyers in America. Great. We're in a lot of trouble here. Uh, she says the First Amendment is to blame for the spread of misinformation. Yeah. Claims that America is uniquely susceptible to misinformation because of the First Amendment. Oh, my gosh. This is all this World Economic Forum crap. What about the disinformation in 2020 when you guys shut down the New York Post? 
and their accurate reporting. This is garbage. And that's because some of our greatest strengths can also be our Achilles heel. So, for example, our deep commitment to free speech in our First Amendment. It is a cherished right. It is an important right in democracy, and nobody wants to get rid of it. But it makes oh, really? us vulnerable to claims that anything we try to do to regulate speech is censorship. We need to have a conversation and common sense solutions to these things. Oh, okay, God. now Jeez. we're at the point God. where when it's, when it's mentioned a conversation, they don't mean that no. ever. It's do as we say. Well, and the word common words common sense came into it as well. Yeah. Yes. I hate that. I do too. I really hate that. Yep. And she's going to stop me from saying that. I really hate it, by the way. <laughs> you know, man, you've said this before, talking to different people. No one here is like this high scholar. Well, maybe David. David is. Well, not. Right. No. But compared to Scott and I. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You're genius. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just common sense. You're just talking common sense things. Things that, as we often say, three jamokes can figure out. Yeah. Okay? And then, yes, they take it as like common sense. Yeah. No, it means your way. Yes. It's your way of influencing. Because your way is common sense. Good Everybody way. else's way is misinformation. Of course. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Instead, we throw out terms like censorship. We call each other names. We use labels. And we, we all retreat to our opposite sides. We need to be pragmatic and come with, up with real solutions. But it is, I think, one of the things that makes America particularly vulnerable to disinformation. No. Well, no one's ever figured out who these people are who declare it disinformation. How does that happen? It's the gatekeepers. Who decides? Well, and the gatekeepers. Do we vote for gatekeepers now? No. no. But, of course not. But this is exactly why free speech is so important, because yeah. that... I mean, and and I mean, the whole idea. She has it completely backwards. The entire idea that free speech means we're more susceptible to misinformation is completely wrong. I mean, when you look at uh, uh, autocratic regimes in other countries throughout the world, throughout throughout history, the disinformation and misinformation that the government was able to hand down only was effective because no one else was legally allowed to counter it. Mm-hmm. Period. And so the answer to free speech, or misinformation, I should say, is actually free speech. Is saying, no, I disagree, that person's a crackpot or whatever. They can legally say whatever. And any, it's, it's an absolute fact that any uh, uh, attempt to uh, remove objectionable speech or anything like that is censorship. Now, is all censorship absolutely terrible? Not necessarily, and you do it for different reasons, but the government doesn't decide the content of your speech. They don't, get, they don't have that right, ever. Totally agree. By the way, speaking of higher education, just happened to see this headline. DEI chief at Columbia Medical School hit with plagiarism accusations. Now, this is well documented at Harvard. It's like person after person after person, then it was others. And this is another DEI person. This is Elaine McKenna plagiarized large sections of his doctoral dissertation at Iowa State University, it, not just from other scholars, but also from Wikipedia. Yeah, Dang. it was a copy and paste job. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. I could do that. My dissertation came yeah. from Wiki. <laughs> That's incredible. D-E-I-P. You want to add plagiarism <laughs> right. to it as well. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Biggest story today, David. 
Uh, biggest story of the day, I suppose, is the uh, the fallout from the dueling rallies in uh, Texas from Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump. Uh, that's certainly out there. Uh, today, also, I mean, one of my favorite clips is actually one of the most uh, debaucherous things that's that I've seen on cable news, uh, talking about white rural voters being a threat to democracy. You can see the whole plan. Oh yeah, that's just starting to hatch this election year. So if you're white and you believe these certain things, you are a threat to democracy. That's right. Yeah, we will get to that and a round of What's Your Story straight ahead right here. Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, this is interesting, uh, David. What is a threat to democracy? Oh, whitey, specifically rural whitey. Apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. the uh, worst. Political science professor, yes, mm-hmm. has written a book claiming that white rural voters are a threat to democracy. His name is Tom Schaller. He wrote this book with a uh, journalist named uh, Paul Waldman. They were brought on MSNBC to talk about it, and uh, you'll hear the setup from Mika Brzezinski. Oh, boy. For the record, this time was not bleeding badly from a facelift. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that that's good. Progress. Why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that, that the opposite would be true. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate. Time out. What is it, Scott? You know, screw you. <laughs> Go pound sand. The best people I know are white rural guys. Well, he hasn't even finished yet. He's just shut the intersectionality of. And I don't know the answer to the question. Did they go and talk to people? Of course not. They they looked at thirty polls, Jamie. (laughs) They never went out and talked to anybody. That I I actually, in in all honesty, I don't know the answer to that. But they they seem to cite thirty polls. If it was twenty nine polls, you could say the data is flawed. Okay, but that thirtieth, that's what put them over the top. Well, okay. When I'm when we're done listening to this clip, I, I give you uh, some facts from 2008. But until we get there, I'll listen to this. Thirty polls and national studies to demonstrate this. We provide the receipts in Chapter Six. Oh, okay. They're the most racist, xenophobic, anti-immigrant, and anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. What does that mean? <laughs> anti-gay. What does that mean? What does racist mean? You don't define it. Well, no, racist is anything, anything at all. It's been defined. If you object to anything anybody does that doesn't look like you, you're a racist. Well, people have said on MSNBC before, if you vote for Trump, you're racist. Well, yeah. So what does it mean? That's the first question. All right, go ahead. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism, and scientific skepticism. (laughs) What part of COVID? You mean that masks don't work? Yeah, right. Well, or also that the six foot thing is a joke. 
that it came from the lab. Yeah. Remember when that was a mm-hmm. big conspiracy? All the things that turned out to be true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. Oh, hold on. Where's he getting that from? I have no idea. Well, no 30 idea. polls, apparently. Yes. I don't, I don't really know what that means. I mean, when I think of <sighs> white rural guy, I, I, don't, I don't think of him wanting the government to really do a whole lot more. <laughs> That it's already doing. No, and when I think about, okay, at least in recent memory, who has tried to suppress free speech? It's the left. <laughs> it's people in big cities and universities. Mm-hmm. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to dis- excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hold on a second. The... What was that one part? They are most likely to dis- excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public dissent. Yeah. You remember all those rural dudes? Yeah. They got out there, was throwing bricks through yeah. windows in big cities in 2020 and setting police yeah. precincts on fire. Oh, I do. I- they, had their, they had their actual pitchforks. They brought them from the farm and said, we're going to burn this freaking city down. They were threatening. <laughs> Threatened to chuck people into bailers they brought with them. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember, you know, the 2020 riots, Vandalia, Missouri was leveled. I mean, it just, they defunded the police, too. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. If you remember, right after Farm Aid in 2020, (laughs) people from the concert went and burned the entire city down. Well, yeah. That's what they did. Whew. It's interesting. This is what farming looks like. This is what. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold on a second. I remember somewhere, because we covered it at the time, one of the things that happened when Obama won in 08 was talk of rural American voters going for Obama. Not in huge numbers, but a lot more than the Democratic Party had in the past. And I'm like, I know that that's just not a part of my imagination. Mm -hmm. NPR, November 8th, 2008. Howard Burks writes, Barack Obama won the presidency by winning far more of the urban vote than John Kerry did four years ago. But he also cut into deep Republican strength in rural counties. The most racist people (laughs) voted for the first black president. It's insane, (laughs) isn't it? It really is. Yeah. They live in this fantasy world, and you want to talk about dangerous rhetoric or whatever. What are you telling the the deranged wine moms who watch MSNBC every day other than to be afraid of, of, of some of her fellow countrymen? Of course. That's what it's all about. It's stoking fear, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's so dishonest. But I, and then you wonder. We ask this question of people all the time. They really believe that? Or are they just part of a machine or trying to sell books? I'm not quite sure. I suppose if you only take from polling and you decide, well, if this shows up in a poll that this person would rather, you know, vote for candidate A, B, and C, that, in fact, makes him racist. Or if they're Christian. Oh, yeah, that's if the other thing. If they identify as Christian, and they're obviously racist, yes. I think now if you are Christian and you say, I plan on voting for Trump, that makes you a Christian nationalist? Is that fair? 
I'm trying to figure out exactly that, what that term means. That's that's the that's the current definition. Yes. Yes. Okay. And those people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Seriously. We do live in dumb times, man. I mean, these holy cow, these people that are supposedly the thought leaders in the country, wetting the bed every time they show up on cable news. It's embarrassing, man. Yeah. It really is. All right, it's that point of the show. Got to move on, go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention, David, today. What's your story? Well, I think it's, it, this is going to come to a shock, to a, or as a shock to a lot of people, but did you know that the Pope is Catholic? I did know that. Sometimes he doesn't act Catholic as far as conservative Catholics are concerned, yeah. but he is Catholic, yes. Well, there is an international symposium called Man-Woman, Image of God. Uh, Pope Francis described excuse me, gender ideology as the, quote, ugliest danger of our time because it cancels out all differences that make humanity. <laughs> I know. To cancel this difference is, quote, to erase humanity. Man and woman instead exist in a fruitful tension. Mm -hmm. He said he remembered reading a prophetic book called Lord of the World, a dystopian novel published in 1907 by a Catholic priest about a world where religion has no place, which warned of the risk of canceling out differences between people. Wow. What's the reaction to that? Well, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of lefties who are like, but wait a minute, he's the guy who was pro gay marriage. He never was, but um yeah. I I mean, so it's it's very interesting uh to to see this news coming out of the Vatican today. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see the reaction to this. Because, again, we've seen this. It's been like three or four different times. They'll take part of a statement from the Pope and then deem it he is pro-fill-in-the-blank. And then it's either he or the Vatican walks it back. No, that's not what he said. Hold on a second. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. All right, for What's Your Story, Scott, what do you got today? You know, if you were to uh, go back a few years and, and say what everyone knows now to be true, that COVID did, in fact, originate in the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, you'd get kicked off social media. A lot yeah. of people we know did get kicked off social media. Some people lost their jobs. Some yeah. people's lives are completely ruined by that theory. Did you get flagged on Facebook for that? Yes. I thought so. Misinformation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yesterday, a Rutgers molecular biologist named Richard Engbright told the United Nations that the virus may have been engineered in the Wuhan lab. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe. Hmm. I am shocked, I tell you. <laughs> Thoroughly shocked. I was clutching my pearls and gasping for air all night when I read this last night. What can that be? All I can hear in my head right now is that one reporter. Why do you keep going into Chinese? One of my favorites, I, I know. Yes. So you got this guy out there going, hey, you know, here's I the know. thing, man. I've been studying this for a while, and I really do believe this is where it happened. Most do. Everybody I does. Know, of course. But they just they can't they can't no. go back on what they said of course. and vilified the people who thought differently. Or we thought this doesn't make any sense. Bat soup did this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what? All right, for my story today, um, I'm gonna go on a lighter note. And I'm not even a wrestling fan, but I don't know if you saw the story. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he yeah. joined the board of TKO. The company that owns WWE, 
They gave him the rights to his nickname, The Rock. But he got a lot more than that. They gave him the IP and trademark rights to a whole bunch of his classic nicknames, catchphrases, and put-downs. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? That's one of them. All right. Do you know this? You watch The Rock? Well, I've seen The Rock enough to know, yeah. I mean, I know that was his big one. I didn't know that you watched wrestling at all. My granddaughter went through a phase where we watched it all the time together. Okay, so we have different buddies that would watch wrestling, and you would rip on them mercilessly. Yeah, till I got a granddaughter that wanted to watch wrestling. Then oh. I was okay with it. But come on, that's what grandkids do to you. Okay. Yeah, it's just wholesome entertainment for the granddaughters, right? Well, anyway. She liked the girls wrestling. Yeah. And that's why you watched it. That's creepy. Yeah. Well, it started it's... with the tickle fight. <laughs> turned into wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Candy ass? I didn't know that was owned by The Rock. I didn't either. I heard that one. My dad owned that one, I thought. <laughs> did he call? Did your dad ever call you a candy ass? Of course he did. Really? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Explains In what lot. context? Uh, okay. Dad, it's too cold in this garage to work. You candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I brought this up. Yeah. Rudy Pooh? I don't know that one. I don't know that one from The Rock. Uh, the People's Champion. Yeah. The Great One. Yeah. Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth. I like that one, but I, I didn't know he originated that one either. I don't know that he did. It's just no. it sort of goes with him. Well, so if we use it now, do we have to pay him royalty? Well, I think he just has the trademark and the IP address. Oh. So okay. I think you can use it, but I don't know if you could put it on a shirt now. I mean, and very close to the word Jamoke, which he doesn't own. Apparently, he owns Jabroni now. Well. Have you heard him use Jabroni? I have not, but I'm not saying he didn't. That's for sure. Jabroni's a great name. Good just, one. It just is. Rock Bottom? Rock Bottom? Yes. Yeah, there, there's a lot of rehab facilities that are having to scramble to change their <laughs> branding. And the People's Elbow. He's got them all now. The Rock. There wow. you go. Well, good for him, I guess. Remember when everybody was wanting The Rock to run for president? Yeah. He's not insane. <laughs> Why would he do that? Man, I got a piece of audio that happened at the Air Force Academy yesterday. You got to hear. Straight ahead. have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for Robinhood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood financial llc member sipc Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. 
This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisbane because every breath matters. The Mark the Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, real quick, Scott. Are you in the mood maybe to be lectured to? I always love being lectured to. You know, know me. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's about to happen from Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram. Uh, this person is the former president of Sparta, which is a nonprofit that advocates and educates about transgender military service. Um, right now an engineer with the United States Space Force. Um, then was speaking at the National Character and Leadership Symposium at the Air Force Academy, uh-huh. um, and known as an activist for transgenderism in the military and has a message uh, for the people listening and probably everyone listening. All too often, I hear leaders talk about providing everyone with dignity and respect like it's an aspirational goal. That's not good enough. You got that? Dignity and respect is the bare minimum. It's the floor of where we can be. We must set our sights higher and focus on intentional inclusivity because there are still far Mm -hmm. too many people out there, not just LGBTQ individuals, that feel marginalized, shut out, or discriminated against. So for all of you out there. All means you, Scott, too. David, I know you're already listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And forget the rest of the world's laughing at us. Okay seeing this on X and on social media. Go ahead. I ask you to set out your symbols of pride, share your pronouns in your email, particularly if you're a person who doesn't think they need to. Initiate difficult conversations (laughs) about racial... What? Don't tell me what I need and don't need, (laughs) you jackass. How about I start with your pronoun? Dear jackass. Yeah, right. (laughs) Shut up. Tell me how to behave. Not done yet. Initiate difficult conversations about racial and gender barriers and share a bit of your vulnerability in a way that draws others in. Hold on a second. Are there racial barriers right now in the military? Or do they just group that in to make it seem like it's all one big pile? How does anything that's just been said draw anybody in? It pushes people out. I hate it when they do this. They do it all the time. (laughs) All inclusive. I'm going to lecture you on what inclusive means. And if you don't agree with me, mm-hmm. then you're not inclusive. Shut up. Just trying. I think this person's just trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. No, it's, yeah. a one, they're not it's a one-sided one. No. I mean, they, they, you There's, listen and they talk. That's the conversation. Is the, I don't know if this is a question that would be, I don't know if this is like drawing somebody in, but it's a conversation starter to say, hey, ma'am, why do you have an Adam's apple? Hmm. I don't think they address that. No. Here, here's the rest. 
you all have the power to take intentionally inclusive actions to ensure the multiple perspectives that we know make us stronger as we devise winning war fighting strategies get heard. <laughs> so it's about winning wars. And we're stronger because of it. Uh-huh. It was just a couple of months ago the same person was talking about, you know, like the inclusivity. It's a matter of national security. <laughs> yes, it is. What the is I going have no, on? I have no idea. It confused the I'm enemy out. with all these women with Adam's apples. You know? <laughs> nice beard, lady. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Trumpster said he's trying to understand the other side here. Yeah, Donald Trump visited Eagle Pass, Texas yesterday and talked about the massive invasion that's been allowed to occur on Joe Biden's watch. And he talked to Sean Hannity after meeting with the Border Patrol and other local officials, um, saying that this is just insanity, really. Yes. It's hard to believe. You know, as a business guy, you always want to understand the other side. I want to understand what is the other side thinking, even if you disagree. I don't know what they're thinking because who can want this? Who can want millions of people from lots of bad places pouring into our country? And you're right. We have not seen. This is just the beginning. You know, we're, we're just starting to see. I call it migrant crime. I really call it Biden <laughs> migrant crime, but it's too long. So let's just call it migrant crime. And everyone's going to know it's because of Biden. <laughs> when he said that, I couldn't help it. I was just laughing. Yeah. Well, the guy knows branding. OK. He, yes. And then there is no real answer is who would want this? The people that want to destroy the United States as it has been. Well, we've talked about this before. I mean, they want it because they want these votes forever in perpetuity. To fundamentally change the way the country operates forever. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But we've never had anything like this. We have an inflow of people at numbers that are unbelievable. And you go back to New York and you see hundreds of thousands of people. And you can see, look, the mayor is trying. He wants to do a job, but it's just, it's impossible. Yeah, that is true. And then, you know, you're talking about crime and, well, you can't you can't just start throwing people out because of one awful crime. Yeah. And as it's been documented so many times, this has been happening for years now. There was another story. I mean, th- dude, this is just terrible. This illegal immigrant in Utah arrested for allegedly raping an 11-year-old girl. Guatemalan national in the country illegally. Arrested by Utah police on Monday. 26-year-old Jonathan Estuardo Ruano Garcia held in the Utah County Jail. And ICE placed a detainer on him. Police documents said that on Sunday night, a mother returned to her apartment about 11.15 p.m. where her daughter was home alone. On the way in, she observed an adult male leaving her apartment. Mother said the male made eye contact but quickly walked away. 
When she entered the apartment, she found her daughter completely naked in the hallway. The 11-year-old girl told her mother that a male she met on the Internet came to the apartment and had sex with her. Oh, God. I know, dude. Jeez. Police used the girl's social media history to identify Garcia, quickly located him at his home. And then it gives details. And his defense was, I thought she was 13 or 14. Oh, okay. Whoa. I mean, this is this story is sad in so many different ways. And, I mean, you could start talking about the parenting, you know, all sorts of different topics. It is just another story of yeah. someone here illegally shouldn't be here yeah is i mean you could find one of these every day if you wanted to mm-hmm. well i you know man to me i just think dhs needs to uh uh roll out a good old-fashioned i don't know wood chipper program oh save the That's money on ni- deportation it, just in the wood chipper bye ya. it is interesting the whole question of deportation that all of a sudden Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, starts talking about deportation. I thought that was almost like a word you couldn't bring up in liberal circles. Well, you couldn't until it was their problem. That's exactly. I mean, it, when it's their it? problem, then it's you know all hands on deck. Katie, bar the door. Here we go. Yep. Um, moving on. Immunity for Trump. Is this talking about the Supreme Court taking up this case? And yeah, left yeah. is very angry <clears throat> about it. Yeah, they are. They're they're stuck up in their feelings right now because. Trump has been arguing that he has immunity from the January 6th cases because he was arguing, or his argument is that he was acting as as the president of the United States to try to make sure that the election was, in fact, conducted fairly and legally. So he says, well, that's not a crime because the president should be doing that. That's their central argument. Now the Supreme Court has taken it up, uh, and liberals are all mad about it now. Uh, ABC News political analyst Whoopi Goldberg That's funny. Says that if Trump gets immunity, then Biden could be doing some crimes too. Uh oh. You know what Joe Biden could do since he is presently president? What? Whoa. (laughs) He could throw every Republican in jail. Yeah. I mean, he could. No. No, he couldn't. No, he can't. Yeah. Yeah, the. I mean, that's that's illiterate on many, many different fronts. I mean, one thing is uh, what Trump's lawyers have argued is that there is a remedy if, in fact, this meets the bar of high crimes and misdemeanors. And it was impeachment. That that should have been the punishment, the impeachment and conviction in the Senate. That's the that's the prescription for a president who commits a crime. But in the criminal courts, you can't sort of retroactively say, well, the impeachment failed, so now we're going to criminally charge him. That's the entire argument that they're making. So, no, Joe Biden could not start. I mean, he one, he already is kind of locking up some Republicans, but uh, he couldn't just unilaterally start arresting Republicans. That's idiotic. That is part of the news division of ABC, isn't it? It is. Yes. That's astounding. Okay. Uh, there's an update as far as Atlanta, the uh, case against Trump from yeah. Bonnie Willis yeah. and Nathan Wade. This yeah. is a great piece of audio, too, though. It, it is, really this is. This is incredible. Yeah. Really good. The, the drama in Fulton County, Georgia, continues. The DA, Fonnie Willis, may be disqualified from going after Donald Trump because she hired the guy that she was having an affair with, 
to help prosecute Trump. And they both lied about their their relationship. Nathan Wade is the, this guy's name. Uh, his former attorney and law partner, Terrence Bradley, had to testify. Yes. And he got noticeably rattled when Trump's team showed him the text messages that he had sent with another person, another associate of them, um, of theirs, uh, confirming that he knew that Fonnie and Nathan were hooking up long before the Trump case <laughs> happened. You'll hear well, Trump's lawyer set up the text messages and listen closely. I've juiced the audio a little bit. Okay. You got to listen closely for this, for Terrence Bradley's reaction as he's reading the transcript of the text messages that he sent. All right. Roll it. Now, the first page starts off by saying, Miss Merchant, like, just date, don't hire him. Do you think it started before she hired him? You see that? <laughs> Hold on. It sounded like he said, oh, dang. It he did. did. <laughs> he oh, goes, dang. Oh, dang. <laughs> Busted. That's <laughs> so good. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yes, I see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and your response to that was absolutely. Yep. Dang. Dang it. Uh, dang it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Holy smokes, that was funny. It is. And he was stunned. He's like, oh, man. Uh, mm. I'm so hosed right now. Yeah, when that was going on, so we have a news monitor in here. But yeah, yeah you got to have the sound turned down. I remember saying, said to Scott, look at that dude. That dude is having a bad day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just like, yeah. oh, yeah. just downtrodden. His clothes are uncomfortable. Everything's bad right now. <laughs> <There's> the, <laughs> oh, dang. You got that kind of itch that's under the yeah, skin. Right. You yeah, can't. You just, you, yeah. Nothing. You're just Tough itching. act that's enacted. It won't work on that one. Yeah. No. <laughs> dang. Yeah, that's just one oh, of those things. Dang. Yeah, this is not good at all. Yeah. Man, oh, man. You know what I noticed today? I thought for sure because, you know, you heard uh, different things that came out of the Hunter Biden questioning from the House Oversight Committee that, you know, they're going to have to cover this. They've covered other things with Hunter Biden when he's been defiant and no proof of any wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. Although there's like so many different examples. It looks like this. How could you believe what Hunter's saying? In a number of these cases, when he's sitting with his dad and he's trying to shake down his Chinese business partner from the energy company, mm -hmm. yeah. and all of a sudden the $5 million shows up, yeah. and, well, I was drunk on that one. I was drunk or high. Something like that. I, You know, the diamond, I don't know, I lost it, something, whatever. It goes on and on and on, but no coverage. Um, but I want you to know this. With NBC News? Yeah. Um they had something of far more important to cover. Okay, roll it. We are now just four days away from the critical Super Tuesday contests. Let's bring in Kristen Welker, moderator of Meet the Press. Kristen caught up with Nikki Haley last night. <laughs> Haley, of course, the lone Republican left standing against Donald Trump. Kristen, good morning to you. An exclusive interview with Nikki Haley? Oh, man, so that's what? what the people need. Yeah. Yeah, so what? It's like... Does anyone care about this anymore? No. Isn't this over? It's a foregone conclusion. It's ridiculous at this point. Well, I, 
I thought the same thing. Well, was it Molly Hemingway at the at the Federalist who had said that Nikki Haley runs the risk of becoming like Liz Cheney? It was yes. Molly Republican. Hemingway, yes. uh, and I, I wouldn't necessarily go that far with Nikki Haley, except in this context. The media will do everything they can to try to prop her up because they see her as preferable to Donald Trump. Yeah. Just like Liz Cheney. Nobody cares about exclusive interviews with Liz Cheney. Nobody cares about exclusive interviews with Nikki Haley. Period. And that was in the open. But she says nasty things about Trump. Of course. And she's a Republican. So that's big right. bonus time. Yeah. Same reason Liz Cheney's out there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I meant to bring this up earlier, too. Talked about it briefly off air because this was going on online. Uh, people were talking about the pettiest thing you've ever done after a breakup. It was mostly women that were commenting on this. Mm -hmm. Did you see different parts of this? No. Oh, well, cleaning the toilet with his toothbrush and put it back. Yeah, there was that. Listen, cut the tips off of all of his pants pockets. So that way, anytime you put anything in your pocket, it falls out. Oh, come on, man. You must have been done wrong for that. Yeah. All I'm thinking is, look at all the psychos that are mentioning what they did. After a breakup, another woman said she cut the crotch out of every suit the guy owned. Can't imagine why he was sleeping around. Hmm. Really? Stole every single one of his power cords, including the cord to his fridge. Stuffed raw fish in the curtain rods of his windows and never told him. Oh, see, that's wrong. <laughs> see? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, that's your right there. That's your typical bitter Biden voter. Okay. <laughs> the other one, and I don't think you ever collected albums, David. Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah, I have a okay. few hanging on the wall. Well, Robbins, you had a vast bunch album collection. I had yep. a bunch of albums. Um, this woman went through his massive collection and put every record in the wrong sleeve, and then you'd never know where the right one was. That's freaking diabolical. <laughs> that one, I think, is actually kind of funny because it's not, you didn't destroy anything. You just made it a huge hassle. I feel bad for the next guy. Robbins is like, I finally felt like Led Zeppelin physical graffiti and I got air supply. <laughs> okay, we got to get to our election update next. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. 
So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's time for the update. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm not to do an research. What? <laughs> we got today, David. Uh, well, we got Super Tuesday coming up uh, just a few days from now, and I wanted to check in on the Republican presidential nomination race. I mean, it's already everybody knows it. This is a done deal right now. Unless something happens to Trump physically or in the legal arena, Trump's the nominee. Honestly, I heard Super Tuesday mentioned today, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's such an afterthought. It. Yeah, at this point, it really is. But Well, Nikki Haley's trying to get Jim Clyburn to endorse her. <laughs> <laughs> Works for Biden. Uh, right now, Real Clear Politics average. We're looking at the betting odds here. Uh, Trump's at 90.3. Nikki Haley's at 6. Right. I mean... It's just sort of a nothing. It, it, yeah. it really is. It's hard to get, you know... I remember, you know, this time four years ago ahead of Super Tuesday, wondering really what was going to happen because you had Bernie Sanders, who was, looked like he might actually do something. Um, none of the other candidates were doing very well. Joe Biden was not doing very well. And then, like like Scott referenced, you know, Jim Clyburn comes in and endorses him. And then uh, and right before Super Tuesday, right, everybody yeah. drops out. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah. Except for Elizabeth Warren, it. and that was to kneecap uh, Bernie Sanders in Massachusetts. That's right. Yeah, it was a little collusion. Yeah. And then I won the bet. We don't need to go over that, though. <laughs> Amazingly so, yes. <laughs> Still blows my mind. Yeah, the whole thing. Dude, I, I remember, you know, we're always reading these different pieces and different opinions, and you're trying to sift through what you think is BS and what makes sense to you. And that was the one thing that always made sense, that even though this guy is, I mean, to say lost his step would have been a gross understatement, but he could be controlled. And the power brokers within the Democratic Party felt like, okay, that might be our guy compared to these others. Because if you remember, they kept bragging about how it was the most diverse group ever, except the Democratic voters didn't give two craps about diversity. No. Because it ended up to be... 
what, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, a bunch of old white people. Yeah. Uh, Cory Booker, he couldn't get a sniff anywhere. Kamala, no, she didn't she didn't make it to January. You know, it was like failure after failure after failure. The one thing I wonder, as far as the election goes, before the State of the Union that's coming up on the 7th, is Biden going to do some executive order at the border to puff his chest out there to say, see, I'm trying to do something about it. All these Republicans have been standing in my way, and I'm now taking this action. Yeah, but how do you square that with the fact you told people you couldn't do anything on your own? Well, it doesn't matter. Because you have the media to carry the water for right. you to help you with the message. It's not like they're going to call him out on that. They would just help him advance it. So we shall see. It'll be very interesting. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Joe. Okay, and biggest story today, David? Uh, biggest story of the day. I mean, you've still got the crisis at the border uh, and the dueling trips that happened between Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump yesterday in Texas. Uh, also, you know, occasionally we'll remind people, you know, don't, don't, don't forget about the northern border either. Uh, obviously, it pales in comparison to the crisis that's happened further south. But, I mean, you you do have, like, unprecedented numbers of, of contact between Border Patrol and people coming in from Canada. Yeah. Well, there's a story about that with Chinese nationals that we'll get to uh, in just a bit. Um, plus, Russia is kidnapping Indians and sending them out to fight in Ukraine? Dude, it's a crazy story. Whoa. We'll get to all that coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this today. Karen Townsend, it's hot air. Chinese nationals arrested crossing the Maine border. Mm. Canada-U.S. border in the state of Maine. Yeah? Yes. Well, we've heard a lot about Chinese nationals coming into the country, like record numbers, all military age. They're like, hey, what's going on? Because it's not exactly easy to just leave China. Yeah. It's going to be like, yep, see you later. Going to... It is go on a long trip. We'll be back at some point in time. Well, That's not exactly the run, way it works. Somebody's got to run all those farms they're buying. <laughs> right. Well, and, and <laughs> great point. I mean, that is a great point. The, the, it was funny to see CNN do a fact check of Donald Trump because Donald Trump pointed out these are a lot of military age dudes, especially not not just coming from south of the border here, but but from China, and yeah. we got to be a little worried about that. And their little their fact checker guy, what's his mm -hmm. name, Daniel Dale, yeah, um, and uh, one of the other anchors were like, "There's no truth to that. That there are military personnel." He didn't say they're military personnel. He said they are military. They're fighting age. What dopes between eighteen and twenty four? You don't see that as a potential threat. No, they just say it as they're not military personnel. Again, no Do one said that? they were. Well, and we don't know it. That's just the thing. <laughs> I mean, China. Yes. Because, again, if you were to say, okay, the biggest potential threat to the United States, if you're talking about another country, who would it be? Yeah, it's China. China. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I, the, the inescapable truth is also it's in recent years, I mean, talking about within the last 12 months even, 
we've had in New York a high-profile bust of a Chinese Communist Party police station operating in New York. Yes, a lot of people forget that. So, like, that, no, they do actually send people here, and if they think the border's wide open, it would make sense for them to take advantage of that. Of course. You know, when you had AT&T go out a week ago and people are freaking out, <laughs> right. is this some sort of cyber attack? Right. And then we're reminded, and it was different commentators, different politicians, you know, if China goes after us with a cyber attack, it'll be 10 times worse than this. Yeah. Well, and then you'll have some people, well, that is just fostering, you know, Asian hate. Oh, telling the truth. I'm just saying this is something to be aware of. Okay, when you had a particular race of people push pushing Asian people onto subway tracks and killing them or just slugging them in the street, we didn't get lectured on Asian hate because it didn't fit a narrative. It's unbelievable the way the media treats some of this stuff. Okay, Morning Joe was claiming Trump is senile? Yeah, and again, the reason why it's important to bring this up is because the uh, the, the the Morning Joe crew, mm-hmm. they are advisors to Joe Biden. Joe Biden watches the show, and they have private conversations, Joe Scarborough and uh, Mika Brzezinski. Oh, that's true. How do you? I could not list them. I can take your time, but you know. Right. So this morning they they played clips of Trump, quote unquote, flubbing during his speech in Eagle Pass, and edited oh. out all of the Biden flubs during his speech in Texas as well. Man, they're really doing this. They're trying to convince people that Trump's actually the one who's senile. And in this clip, you'll hear the tail end of the montage that they played, and then their reaction to what Trump was saying. Okay. People from places unknown, from countries unknown, who don't speak languages. We have languages coming into our country. We have nobody that even speaks those languages. They're, they're truly foreign languages. Nobody speaks them. And they're pouring into our country, and they're bringing with them tremendous problems, including medical problems, as you know. What are we, what are we supposed I to do can't. with that? I mean, see. Why do they, people are actually voting. Is, is there really one languages. person voting for Not that guy? Not just foreign languages. Who's, how stupid truly would you have to be? Foreign. He can't complete a sentence. He, what? he can't complete a sentence. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden's not the senile one. Trump is. Okay. Okay. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yes, thank you, appreciate Dr. Pepper. it. Yeah. Screw that, I understood, Mr. I understood exactly what he said. Well, yeah, they're, they're saying, though, he's just rambling about, and uh, he's just rambling about languages or whatever. And Trump certainly does take the scenic route to points a lot of times. Oh, yeah. It's part yeah, of the vibe. Sure. You've yeah. said it's ADHD theater in the past, you know. But yeah. with the on the language thing, it doesn't take that much to, to understand exactly what he's talking about. There are a lot no. of school districts all over the country who are who have now taken in a lot of these illegal immigrants, and they are from parts of the world where nobody in the district speaks the language. I personally It's a huge problem. I personally know an educator in Texas who has a kid who does not speak English. And doesn't speak Spanish, and does, there are a few other languages that the district will have translators on hand. They had to hire somebody from the outside to get this kid to, to like fill out paperwork for registration because nobody spoke the language that he spoke in the district. Wow. Does he speak Biden? Mess with him in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> Just asking. It's one of the, the it's, it's it's the lost language of Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Delawanian. Yes. 
You know what, man? It's an old language. It's been dead sure. for several years. Yeah. But, you know. Okay. I just remember this. Th- th- what is this? 30 seconds? Not even 25 seconds. I want to go through this again. When Biden was talking about Hamas and Israel negotiations, I just remember him being so lost, like, oh, my goodness. I want to compare that to what we just heard from Trump and Joe and Mika going off on. And maybe I don't remember this the right way. I just thought, does he know what he's doing? And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from yeah. the opposition. But, um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. Okay. Some reporter bails him out. Yeah, right. Hamas! Trump can't finish a sentence, Joe says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Joe's, <laughs> when Joe does a press conference, the press is like the audience and the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, and again, you're right. And, and then you have, you've always had, every family's had this. Somebody in the family who starts to wander on sentences and another member of the family will fill in the blank for him. Sure. It happens everywhere. Yeah, it does. That's what's going on here. So remember, the press helped him out. Oh, yeah. By yelling Hamas. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Grandpa's out there again. He's fumbling around. <laughs> I, we're not, I don't want to be here all night. Let's get on with this. Give him the word. <laughs> <laughs> I got a life. I got to do something, man. Okay, I want to ask both of you guys. You probably figured legacy media wouldn't cover any of the testimony that Hunter Biden was giving the House committee. Or did you think they, they're going to have to cover this? I would have thought so because there was quite a lot of things that happened there. David? Yeah. Yeah, I well... Maybe from the Democrats' side, they would do it. Didn't see it. Did you see it? No, I didn't see any of it. I'm like, okay, this, is it going to be in the open? They're certainly going to cover it. I mean, I understand there was a blizzard on the West Coast. That was like of utter importance, you know? Blizzard blast. <laughs> this morning, whiteout conditions. The warning to stay off the roads and hunker down. Possible avalanche danger with up to 12 feet expected in some areas. There used to snow out there. But not like this. Fate to Bube in the blizzard right now. You think they made him say blizzard on purpose? They did, like oh, multiple times. You, you know they do it. You know there's like a running gag going on. They're it's like, like a on, dollar you got to put in there every time. We, we got to put snow in there. No, it'll be too obvious. He'll get it. Right. Put blizzard. Blizzard. <laughs> hey, Mike, we're going to DQ. What do you want? Blizzard. Just for blizzard. fun. Ah, forget it. We're not going. <laughs> Goodness. What's your favorite rock album? Blizzard of Oz. <laughs> Golly. So, no, they didn't cover it. Um, I think a lot of people decided that blackmailing the wrong number was their favorite part of what got released from what Hunter Biden yeah. testified to. I was reading this this morning. This is amazing. Well, this was a WhatsApp text message sent from Hunter to Chinese business partner Henry Zhao. This would have been July 2017. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. Meaning the money. Where's my money? Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, 
If I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Well, that's pretty damning. Yeah, it is. Better get to the bank, dude. I said, yeah, I was either high or drunk when I sat, when I sent that. I, 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 my dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Sure. But then uh, people said, hey, um, there's a problem with that. Um, Hunter was photographed at his dad's house that day. He sent the text. <laughs> right. Well, now. Well, then what? maybe he just got drunk or high, what, in the guest room? Yeah, apparently. And then started just texting randomly. Okay, I guess we're supposed to believe that. David, we got to get to this story about the report out of Russia. Is this true? Yes. Okay. So this is a crazy story reported by the French news outlet Le Monde. Uh, They start telling out, or they start out telling the story of a guy named Azad Yusuf Kumar. Back in December, his wife gave birth and he wanted to find a good paying job. He wanted to to, uh, to go to Dubai in India in order to seek greener pastures, essentially, get a better-paying job, didn't want to be a peasant like his father was. So he winds up seeing an ad from an agency called Baba Vlogs and wound up leaving for Dubai, striking out on his own, leaving the wife and kid behind because he's like, oh, I'm going to go there, I'm going to make some money, then I'm going to bring you to the city. He was promised a job at a hotel. Now, his, his family completely lost contact with him for weeks. Turns out... He'd actually been sent to Russia, where he got weapons training for 15 days and then was deployed to Ukraine to fight for the Russian army. Dang. So he's not the only one either. Apparently, that that they can find about 20 poor or unemployed Indians have been essentially kidnapped and sent to fight in Ukraine on behalf of the Russian military. Wow. It's a horrifying story, but also... So horrifying, you're laughing. Well, it's cartoonishly evil. It is. I mean, that is, that's a that's ridiculous. So the family is saying, yeah, they were all asked to sign documents that were written in Russia. They don't read or speak Russian. So they have no idea what it says. They, what they're getting is just like, right, okay. They, they don't know what they're doing. Apparently, this guy, Azad, had tried to say no. They locked him in a room, kept him in solitary for a few days, and then he got out, and then it's like, okay, here's two weeks basic training. Now go fight for Mother Russia. Wow, that is mm. diabolical. It Holy is. smokes. <laughs> wow. And the, how do you get out of that? You can't. You don't. That's just it. Because you have no money. You have no resources. No. Your family has no money. No. I mean, what? You go AWOL there? Well, and then how do you get I mean, home? Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, one, oh, you're in a awful. war zone, and then two, you have no resources to get back home. Oh, my gosh. That's just terrifying. Okay. You know, on a lighter note, young adults only understand about 44% of the tax filing process here. They gripe and moan about it. It's probably another one of those cases to say, yeah, it's not ideal, but you could be, I don't know. A kid from India just trying to make a better life for himself. Yeah. Being recruited in the Russian military against your will. Right. Congratulations. You are now Russian Army. Exactly. Frontlines. 
good luck. It's like when you hear different, you know, people complaining. It's like hands made tail in the United States. Go spend a week in Afghanistan. Are right. you kidding? Be glad where you're at. All right, we got to get to a news update and set you up with the Friday Five coming up in just a few. out your master chef dreams when you find a professional on angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well inside to outside repairs to renovations get started on the angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you angie that if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisbane because every breath matters. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uncertainty in the world, we talk about it a lot, and every day there's more uncertainty. Yeah, and it's not like the expert class has been, you know, really uh, uh, covering itself in glory recently. And, you know, you're always wondering what's going to happen uh, economically. Are, I guess, are my savings and investments going to be protected? Yeah, I got some good news for you. It's not too late to diversify right now. That old IRA 401k, turn it into gold at the Birch Gold Group. They can help you. You know, other investments, like maybe bobblehead, Scott, yeah. they're not so good, but gold thrives in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it will not cost you a penny out of pocket. Here's the deal. Just text MVCR to 989898. You'll get a free information kit. They do have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. Yeah, let them show you how easy it is to protect your finances through precious metals. Text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898 and get started. All right. Oh, I mentioned this earlier. The Air Force Academy. 
Um, it had highlighted a transgender officer at their leadership summit. They also mentioned it's a matter of national security to have inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try to make sense of that. How exactly? They never explain it. They just no. make the statement. No, and while you're thinking about investing in gold, I also suggest investing in guns, ammo, crisis gardens, and getting right with Jesus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. I suppose we should go ahead and get set up for the Friday Five. It is a great one today. And we've never done this before that I can remember. No. It is the 50-year anniversary of the debut album from the band Rush today. One of Robin's favorites. Yes. So wanted to maybe say what about the top five. Rush isn't on the list, but uh, top five debut albums of all time. Yeah, started talking about, all right, if you had to rank it, greatest debut albums of all time, based on, you know, how big was that album? You know, and how much did it sell? Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? And put it all together. It's a tough one to rank. Because a lot of these start out with like a 10 and a 10. As far as how big was it and test of time. And then it comes down to personal life. And it might just be that the sexy boomer screwed up the list. Oh, made, made it better. If you want to get in now, one 485 mvcr It's the Friday Five, the greatest debut albums of all time. Coming up next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. It's Friday. That means it's time for our countdown to Friday Five. And it starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here. All right. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, the Friday Five. David, why are we doing this today again? It is the 50th anniversary of the debut album for the band Rush. I just found that little factoid yesterday while we were looking for a countdown. And while that album will not make this list, I thought, why not celebrate really, really good debut albums from bands? And one of the rules we put on this is if you were in an established band... And then went solo, mm -hmm. it didn't count. Or if you got into a super group, yeah, like right. Audio Slave, something like that, that wouldn't count. Yeah. Bad Company, that, Audio Slave, etc. Yes. Yeah. Like Blizzard of Oz doesn't count. Correct. Because he was in Black Sabbath. Correct. Got it. Okay. So it's debut album from an individual artist or a band. And it's a great list. one 485 mvcr is the number to call. And as always, it goes on, how big was it, tested time, how much do you like it, and we're ready to roll, David. Yeah, let's talk to uh, Bryce in Salem. Hey, Bryce. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great, Good, Bryce. Man. What you thinking, man? I appreciate you guys very much, man. You guys uh, you guys make my week. I'm a sanitation driver for a pretty big company here, and 
you may, uh, we listen to you guys all week and you help our week. Oh, oh thanks, thanks, Bryce. It's very nice for you to say. How about uh, Led Zeppelin? Uh, yes. Number two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where they just rips into that lead is awesome. So many great songs on that album. Great debut. Definitely a test of timer. I mean, that's where you're starting. That had to be a 10 for how big it was. Yeah. And then for test of time, it's a 9 or 10. Sure. So a lot of it does come down to personal like. By the way, we did overlook the fact that Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. Mm. Just saying. I, I'm just... Yeah, but this they, wasn't known as a super group. No. It was like... Yeah, they... I mean... That they also had a revolving door of guitarists in that band. They did. So yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really think of, of Jimmy Page in that context, but kind yeah, of was after Clapton yeah. and Beck. And yeah. by the time they got the Ricky Rocket, it was over. <laughs> I I'm kinda of surprised it made it all the way to number two, but that's just because of the differences in our uh in, in our votes. I mean, I love that album, but Yeah, it's a great record. Yes, it is. I was surprised that it made it to number two with everything that could have been ahead of it. But more on that a little bit later. Who's yeah. next? Uh, let's talk to Mary. Hey, Mary. Hello. Hey, Mary. Hello. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm living in the uh, town of more tractors than uh, uh, pickup trucks. Excellent. Where would that be? Farmers. Jacksonville, Illinois. All right, Jacksonville. Hey, All right. Shout out to Jacksonville, yes. What you yep. thinking today for a debut album? How about Please Meet Me? He's Please oh, Meet Me. Oh, the Beatles. Please Please Me, yeah. Yes. That's a big record. Not the biggest Beatles record? No. But it's big. It's a great honorable mention. Yeah. But as far as like sales, longevity, all that, not quite up there with some of the others. No. But definitely an honorable mention. We only got to pick seven honorable mentions, yeah. too. It is also kind of creepy hearing Paul McCartney still sing that song. She was just 17, if you know what I mean. But what? Yeah. Well, come on, when he wrote it. I had, Well, I understand when he wrote it that, well, yeah, I, at the time was more age appropriate, sure. Yeah. Do you do it live in concert now? I mean, do you change the age? Is that what you're suggesting? She was just 77? <laughs> she was just 77. <laughs> Doesn't quite flow. All right, who's next? Let's talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. Good to hey, hear your voice, man. Good day. I'm glad to be back on. Um, hey, I'm just wondering, with all this technology, when it's going to be a matter of time before the Sloan or Zern comp auto flushing companies are hit with a class action lawsuit for unsolicited tallywhacker picks? <laughs> <laughs> and, and would it help the POTUS oh, press if Billy Madison was sitting in the crowd saying, D -d 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 today, Junior? <laughs> I think it would. Yeah. yeah. I, think it would. Uh, I, I, I would love to see that. I'd pay per view that all day long. Oh, um, my pick is probably the most musical fun I ever had in just under 29 minutes of running time. I'm going to go with the Ramones debut album. Wow. That made a statement, no doubt about it. Let's go. And then paved the way for a lot of other bands, too. 
That was a big one. This is big in the ballparks. Okay. There's a rally going on. And then it gets played. Hey! Oh, yes. Okay. I never think of it that way. Hmm. I think of buying Ramon's records when I was a kid um, and thinking I was getting something different because the way the band looked, I thought it was going to be like this hard rock thing. Oh, yeah. And it was totally punk. I was like, I mean, I was kind of surprised, but learned to like it. Some of those bands, they just look cool in a magazine. You're like, I'm buying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Young and stupid. Especially if it had Marlboro Red fired up. <laughs> Even better. The band or yourself? No, them. <laughs> Ten-year-old Jamie Markley. I was going to say I was only ten, man. <laughs> anyway, all right, who's next? At that point, he was still smoking Virginia Slims. <laughs> it's easier on the on the young ones. Stealing from mom. <laughs> right, yeah. There you go. Uh, let's talk to Kevin in Illinois. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Kev. You're the man. I know you're going to bring something great, dude. This one's for you, Jamie. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Woo! Number four. What? 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 By the way, the greatest selling debut album in the history of the United States is Appetite for Destruction. It's not just my pick. And it's a test of timer. I think this one might get played in the ballpark, Scott. Where did you have it on your list? It was on there. I just don't know what no, number I had. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. I thought it was. Okay, no, it wasn't it was. on there. It's not anything I reached for, but okay. <sighs> it is 35 years old now, though. Not cracking the old top five. Number one seller of all time. Test well, time starts I, with a score honestly, of 20. Honestly, I thought yep. I did put it in my top five, but I guess I didn't. David would know. He's the keeper of the no, list. I, we argued about it yesterday. Yeah, I, I had it in my top five, but I didn't have it as You had it at number one. It, it's the personal like for me. I just never. It's fine. I just I, I can't get over the vocal and, antics of Axl Rose. It's just not a fan. Okay. Now on with the countdown. Who's next? Let's Let's talk to Woody. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. You know, Mary from Delaware, Joey from Scranton, Greg from Portland, and I have all been in secret union talks regarding participation in the Friday Five. Please don't let us off. That's great. That's great. What you thinking, Woody? My, my band, Boston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, guess what? Number one. Well... That is a 10 and a 10 for big and test of time. And I think we all love that. That's one of the yeah. one of the albums we would all say, yeah, I love that album. Now, did you have this at number one, Scott? Yes. Okay. Are the guitars a little too loud for you? Would you like it down in the mix? Maybe a remix for you to take some of the electric guitar out? No, they're just fine. Just have okay. A yowling lead singer. I'd Got like it. that yeah. better. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Who's next? Uh, do, do, do. What do we have here? Let's talk to, well, we, we got a shout out to her already. It's Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Oh, Mary. Hi. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Yeah. Famous across the land. Mary, how does it feel? Oh, God, it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. <laughs> so what do you think today for a debut album? 
So I'm going to go with uh, Metallica and kill them all. Holy mackerel. That's great. <laughs> I did not have that on my bingo card. Mary I did not either. Kill them all. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, get some Seek and Destroy on there a little bit later from Kill 'Em All and Metallica. Okay, we've got number one in already and number two. We still don't have number three and number five, but we did have number four because that was Guns N' Roses. Okay, so again, greatest debut albums of all time. There's so many good ones, man. Still time to get in. The number's 1-888-485-MVCR, and we'll wrap it up in just a few. John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down Old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisvo, because every breath matters. Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash MVR. That's netsuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash MVR. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update coming up. The Scott Robbins trifecta, but we got to finish up the Friday Five today. Doing the greatest debut albums of all time. Oh, there's one there. That ought to help Meatloaf. That's a good honorable mention. Number one was the debut album from Boston. Second was Led Zeppelin. Fourth, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Robbins did not have that one in the top no. five. Sorry. I mean, it's not like, you know, as good as the Counting Crows or something no. like that, right? Yeah. Right, of course. 
Let's get one. Can't Let's take get annoying a drop lead singers, you say. Axel yelping. Shall anyway, we? <laughs> anyway, had some great honorable mentions too, and back to it, David. Uh, let's talk to Sue in Las Vegas. Hey, Sue. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing great, Sue. Thanks for checking in. So, being that I'm from Las Vegas, I, I guess I got to say Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I love Elvis. <laughs> What's your problem with Elvis? I got guys? no problem with Elvis. For the money. I like you mock Elvis. I'm not mocking Elvis. I like this song. The king, man. You do. You make fun of Elvis. He wasn't in your top five either. No. It's okay. a good honorable mention. I mean, you're just like, oh, sure, why not, Elvis? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. Might as well, right? It's just your Maybe way of kind of backhanding. <laughs> no, I'm not. I got nothing it against is. Elvis. Don't start that. <laughs> I have nothing against Elvis. Nothing. But you'd have the Counting Crows ahead of him. Yeah! Yes, you would. Well, it was a good debut. Good night. All right, who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to John in Portland. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing great, John. How are you? Oh, I'm always amazing when I get to hear you guys. You guys are awesome. It's like uh, Larry, Curly, and Mo. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Hey, I got three. I uh, get a, a a great album. Probably not the rock genre that uh, you know uh, Scott might like, but it's Hunter Biden's themed songs. You got to fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yes. You got to fight for your right to party. That was a very big album. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Test the timer? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Kinda. that song. Yeah, that song. I would say so. Yeah. All right, who's next? Let's get to Keith in Kansas. Hey, Keith. Hey, fellas. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Keith. Uh, you know, I was sitting here thinking, I think I'm going to have to go with John Fetterman's favorite band, the Eagles. The <laughs> <laughs> Eagles! <laughs> 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 it still cracks me up. It's funny because that's, that's exactly Jamie asked me during the break, what do we have calls for? And I said, Eagles! <laughs> that will never, that will never die. No. Keith comes in and sounded just like him. <laughs> that was so great. Eagles! Yes. <laughs> that is a solid debut album, too. It is. All right, still looking for number three and number five. Who's next? Well, let's talk to George in Vancouver. Hey, George. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, George. Hey, what a great topic. Man, I'm loving this. Uh, what about these guys that blew us away right out of the chute? Van Halen. Freaking right, bro. Yeah. Number three. You better find yourself a friend. My friend, it's all you gotta love. My love is out to the core. I'm guessing if I had a measure of all these debut albums, what I've listened to the most and still, it's probably that one. Love it. Yeah, it's a great record. And all the way through. I know it's not like Boston where every song got played, but there's not a bad song on that album. Never forget the first time I heard Running With The Devil on the radio. And I was like, what is this? Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. That blew a lot of people that away. That guitar comes in. It's like, holy oh, God, yeah, man. Yes. All right. We still have number five out there. Who's next, David? Uh, we got John in Deep Blue, Connecticut. Hey, John. 
Hello, gentlemen, and congratulations to Woody for having the courage of his convictions picking Boston. He probably knew that Lightfoot didn't stand the test of time for Scott. <laughs> See, is- John, you're the best. <laughs> You know, you all suck. <laughs> I'm in good company, Scott. Man, hey, man. so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for my backup Boston band. Well, backup, backup after Jay Giles, but let's go with the Cars. Oh yeah, yeah. Here she comes again. Man, this is another one of those albums, at least a rock radio. I think every song got played. Yep. And a lot of it still get played. Yes. Total test of timer. Moving in stereo, that still sounds great. Yeah, yeah a lot of good stuff. Good call. All right. For less than a minute, yeah. we still got to get to number five. I think we're going to have to burn it here. Well, man. I looked this up yesterday. We were going, okay, what were all the songs on this album? Number five. You got Tuesdays Gone. You got Freebird. You got Give Me Three Steps. The debut from Leonard Skinner. For now, for Leonard now. Skinner. Come on. You talk about a test of timer. It was big. Yes. I mean, there's so many, man. You only have so much time. But, I mean, there was, oh, the Jimi Hendrix. Oh, and the one we talked about several times was uh, Montrose. There's so many, so many great debut albums. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day is, uh, I suppose. Uh, oh, that's right. That was Robin's number five. Sorry. Should have been in the top five. Yeah, way bigger and better test of time than Appetite for Destruction. You know, I had Guns N' Roses in my top five, mainly because I wanted to at least give them a shout-out. You know, they're a band that only had one album, so you might as well celebrate the one album. You're not going to trigger me. I'm not going to do it. It's it's their greatest hits. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Same thing, yep. Yeah, because November Rain, that that wasn't anything. Don't Cry was huge. That was a big hit. You played it in top 40. Terrible. You played it. I know. It was awful, but I played it. We're going to keep arguing more (laughs) next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, before we get to the trifecta news update, David Van Camp. Well, during his trip to Texas yesterday, Joe Biden talked a little bit about the wildfires in the panhandle and well, had this to say. Okay. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. The great uniter. Again, there. Yep, right there. There is no drought in the Texas panhandle. This is a horrible tragedy, what, it, what is going on. Massive wildfires happening. But, it, I mean, to say, oh, this is all climate change. I mean, we heard the CNN report yesterday where they were like, what's that guy's name? Bill Weir is his name. He's their climate reporter. 
mm-hmm. who was like, yeah, I mean, there's been no drought. It's actually been a, a pretty historically wet winter for that area, but that still means it's hotter and drier. What? <laughs> Those two things cannot be true at the same time. Correct. And again, for some of these people, it just seems to me like it's an all or nothing sort of thing. Right. When people say, okay, uh, it's risen, what, a degree and a half? You know, they're saying over, what, 30, 40 years? And if it keeps going this way, we could have these sorts of problems. But then again, you look at some of the things predicted in the past that haven't really happened. And then when you have the different, quote, experts get together, you know, there's always debate on what we're really looking at. And it seems the one thing that everyone could agree on is, no, we're not all going to die by 2030. Right. Stop trying to scare people. So if you put up, you know, any sort of debate to say, listen, we're already making gains. All right. Some of this stuff is cyclical. We're going to be our climate denier, Neanderthal. Right. And period, the end. Oh, okay. All right. Of course, he's going to say something stupid like that. What? Yeah. Uh mentioned this earlier because this was making the rounds um at the air force academy um they had highlighted a transgender officer at their leadership summit he was talking about inclusion and you know if you're one that doesn't think you need to put pronouns by your name you're the exact person that needs to do that sort of thing you love that and as people were sharing that story he had talked this is within the last few months at a conference for a bunch of businesses, but saying that inclusion in the military is a matter of national security. Again, this is Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, who's an engineer with the Space Force, an activist for transgenderism in the military. Um, So see what you think, what this person has to say. So inclusion is a national security imperative. We fight today and we are going to fight in the future using brain power. And if that brain, who's going to revolutionize the way we fight in space, we fight in cyber, just happens to be in a trans body, you should want them all serving alongside me. You got that? I hate this lecturing crap. (laughs) Stop lecturing me on what I should or shouldn't do. Well, inclusivity is the key. That's what they're saying. And for your organizations, it's the same way. Those perspectives that we get from a diverse set of individuals, it's been talked about on stage a lot regarding the science behind high-performing teams. We need those perspectives. But it's inclusion that actually drives that. Based on what? Yeah, no kidding. Where's the evidence of that? There isn't. It just sounds good to some people. You're exactly right. It just sounds good. It's like I'm not sitting here saying, oh, yeah, exclude people on purpose, but... You do want to have the best and brightest, especially when you're talking about national security. Yes. Sure. But when you're talking about inclusivity, you could be talking about, all right, we got to have checks and balances. We got to have a certain number of people from this area or this group included, which could take out other people that would be better for the job. Tired of the marginalized crap. Oh, my God. If you can bring people in and if they don't feel safe to speak up, if they don't feel safe to bring their full selves to work, you're not going to get the value of the diversity. So for us... Okay, here's the thing, man. And this is something people don't talk about all that often, except when the doors are closed 
and they've worked at a place where there was inclusivity and people got hired based on any number of different things could be some sort of gender thing could be race or whatever and then they're put in this position and all the other people know exactly why they're there and they bring something to the table that's absolutely a hundred percent stupid but you can't say that it is because you'll be demonized but everybody knows this is a diversity hire and now we have to somehow pander that this is somehow a good idea. I've heard this from I don't know how many different because people. Because inclusive incompetence have to exist in the same universe. Yes, of course. Damn, I'm tired of this crap. Oh, I know. So for us, it is absolutely critical to drive our future success as an organization and potentially on the battlefield. And I think it's the same way for all of you because we can't leave that talent that is going to revolutionize the way we do business behind. That talent is going to be transgender? How do you know well, that? I guess. It's going to be the most diverse fall of a nation in world history. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Yeah, people, people of different races, religions, <laughs> sex, they'll, they'll all fail at the same time, at the same level. Yeah. You drag everybody down. Yeah. yeah there you go. We'll all finally right. get there. Yeah. You ready for your three? Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look you it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three of the day helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Big plans this weekend, Casey. I'm ready. You're, no, listen. I'm not Three. Okay, fine. Fairly fine. non-committal there. Number Wasn't three. I was going to ask him anyway. Yeah. Get ready for another Netflix price hike. Yeah, in case you're tired of I mean, I look at my cable bill every month and I go, what am I doing? Uh, Netflix is expected to hike their prices uh, on their streaming plans in 2024. The move, they say, should accelerate their revenue. And it continues to take a bigger bite out of the overall TV viewing in the United States and the world, for that matter. They're going to raise it two bucks to $11.90. is about $9.90 now. Goodbye. See... Damn, you know, I think about this all the time. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't really watch it that much. I mean, I watch <laughs> Seinfeld every day. That's it. Yeah, you can't find that anywhere. Well, it's got commercials and things. In it. Oh, I got you. All right, you yeah. just like to run it that way. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. how often do you watch it? Every night. And then you just start yeah, over it's, when it's, you get through it, the yeah, entire I mean, season. And then I start roll over. I find my five or six that I like a lot and watch them again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird habit I have, but I do it every night before I go to sleep, every well, night. Then it sounds like that subscription is worth the but money. That's, see, that's the thing. It's it every may night. very well be, but you know it's not going to last. They're going to end up taking it off at some point. And that's when you'll be able to finally sever the relationship. We'll probably start at the office, then I'll go, damn, I'm in it again. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. The Sky Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, California has another reparations plan. <laughs> Boy, howdy, man. <laughs> wow. This is really something. A new Pacific Research Institute analysis uh, asked the key question, of course, that millions of taxpayers have wondered. How much is all this going to cost us? Well, the data is in based on a nonpartisan media analysis of the California Reparation Corporation's 1,000-page report. The cost to Californians for reparations to those who are eligible, $1,381,198. 80% 
of California's African-Americans are estimated to be eligible now, which comes to approximately 2 million people who could qualify for payments. Paying 2 million people, 1.4 million each, creates a $2.8 trillion reparations bill. California has no money. Okay. Yes. How do you verify that you were, is that the way it goes, that you were well, somehow a child of slaves? I'm not 100% sure how this works. <clears throat> the legislation could pay the sum in one year. But assuming reparations will be paid over 30 years, which is the recommendation, the annual state cost would be between $93.3 billion and $182 billion, depending on whether or not you ignore inflation and the time of the money and blah, blah, all that. What if you're somebody like Sonny Hostin and you find out, you know, you go through your ancestry and you find out, oh, my gosh, my great, 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 whatever it was, grandfathers, grandmothers, whatever, were slave traders. I guess then you're what? You're going to have to pay up. That's Sonny. But are they really going to have everyone do the research on that? I don't know that? how they're going to do You know, the nuts and bolts of this, again, I, I, I understand they came at some crazy dollar sign, right? But how do we do this? And they say 80%. Well, who's the 20% who won't get it? Yeah, I saw some people on X last night from California going nuts about the amount of taxes that they're paying. Oh, my God. And if... You know, you're a married couple, and one person has the gig, the breadwinning gig that you just can't move on, and you feel stuck. It's like, at what point do you feel like, okay, I got to go. I can't do this anymore. And some people get And they're that talking point. about they have to raise taxes even more to pay for all this, of yeah. course. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three. Yep. And, and finally, yeah. one. Uh, one of the people charged in the Senator Bob Menendez bribery case has pleaded guilty. Yeah, this thing came back in the news. Jose Uribe, I like that because he's a baseball player, too. Not the same guy, though. Got it. A former New Jersey insurance broker uh, charged with prosecution lawyer describes as a broad bribery scheme involving Senator Menendez pleaded guilty uh, in a Manhattan courtroom. He's been accused of providing Nadine Menendez, the senator's wife, with a brand spanking new Mercedes-Benz. It's nice. In exchange for Mr. Menendez's efforts to intercede an insurance fraud investigation in New Jersey. The judge, Sidney Stein of the Federal District Court, set Mr. Uribe's sentencing for June 14th, which means it could come in the middle of the trial of Mr. Menendez and his three remaining co-defendants, which is scheduled to start on May the 6th. You know, the thing about that dude, when he got back in the news, I mean, you were thinking, this guy's been in trouble before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many times? And still keeps his job nobody does it better but yeah and you have the audacity that. to stay in it like screw you i'm staying yeah, innocent next and there you have it <laughs> this gig pays baby i guess man not gonna give up on it i guess Dang. all right thank you scott appreciate it got another news update and nimrod's in the news always fun on a friday it's just a few
For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisvo because every breath matters. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com refresh. That's harrys.com refresh. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's been rising costs, concerns about the economy. If you're running a business, you know it's been the hardest now than it's been in a long time. A lot of people are feeling the pinch right now. Well, you can simplify a lot of that important stuff that you have to do, but you can make it all more efficient with NetSuite by Oracle. It is everything you need to grow your business, and it's all there in one place. You get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators. All in one efficient system, letting you manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Having it all together makes it so much easier to make good decisions for the future. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Yeah, uh, go to NetSuite.com slash MVR to download NetSuite's KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR and get your own KPI checklist. Yeah, NetSuite.com slash MVR. News update, David Van Camp. Well, you know, we, we haven't been able to get to this. Uh, Catherine Herridge, she is a now former reporter with CBS News. Yeah, this is interesting. And uh, she was fired, and the government wants her to give up uh, sources for a story that she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, now she is being held in contempt, getting fined $800 a day because she's not giving up her source. Whoa. Think about this. If this were someone that was, you know, let's just say bought and paid for and was doing stories, you know, for the left. Yeah. This would be chilling. This would be yeah. an assault on journalists. Oh, yeah. 
But it doesn't seem like there's any legacy media people standing up for her right now. No, her, her union is, but I would That's hope good. so. Um, yeah, it's 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 very odd to me that that you don't hear the weeping and wailing because when Joe Biden would be slap Jim Acosta for being a doofus, that was a threat to democracy. Jim Acosta yep. at CNN even wrote a book about it. About yeah. how it's a dangerous time to tell the truth because he got clowned on by Donald Trump constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he had his he had his press pass revoked for forty eight hours. Oh, terrible. Oh yeah, he got his press pass back. Well, now you got a journalist who's been fired from her job, and now the government is finding her eight hundred dollars a day. Dang, just to because they want her to give up a source. Not only that, but when she got fired, CBS took all her personal files, yeah, all her work files, you know, with all of her sources in there. It's, yeah, chilling, as they would say. Assault on democracy, Donald Trump. Eh. Yep, there you go. All right, Nimrod's time. Let's roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We start in Florida, Port St. Lucie Gentlemen's Club. They only allow gentlemen in there. That's it. Naturally. Yeah, it's called Body Talk. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. It's not a Tuesday. There's some dude in there. He wasn't tipping the strippers. No. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dancers. Mm -hmm. Performers, if you like. Get it right. Mm -hmm. Exotic dancers. Yes. And... Apparently, they said he had been bragging about how much money he makes, and they started giving him a little lift about it. Well, why don't you tip? He said, there aren't any signs stating it's mandatory, I tip. Maybe I don't feel like you're worth a tip. Uh Uh-oh. So one of the women that works there, uh, named Victoria Jones, she's 28, she picked up a stack of cash, slapped him right upside the head with the cash. Dang. Okay. So cops are called then. The guy's like, yeah, you can't just hit me. She told the cops, listen, he had been insulting the strippers, sorry, exotic dancers, yeah. and claimed she just tossed the cash at him in a non-aggressive manner. But then they looked at the security footage. Oh, she hit him with the cash and struck him with an open hand. Dang. You know, I'll just say, if I got assaulted by a dancer at a strip club on a random Tuesday afternoon, I would tell nobody about it. <laughs> me either. She's facing charges for battery, and that's Nimrod's in the news.